0: It's time for the Jeremy Paul Show with your hosts, Mark Stafford and Jeremy Paul. Jeremy Paul Show. Here he is from the West Island. JP. <laughs> <laughs> how
1: are we? How, how, how are we feeling, New Zealand? How are we feeling? Are we, are we a little bit anxious about the Italy game tomorrow? Are we, How's the, how's the mood in in the land of the long white cloud, bro? How I think
0: I think there is some worry, but I think it's unfounded. And, and it's borne out by the fact we've had 13 days to talk about it and no games. And I think once the game's played <laughs> and we beat them, we'll be yes. fine.
1: Yeah, it's the waiting, right? Like, look, Italy actually, out of, what, out of the teams that you've seen probably over the last decade, has arguably improve the most particularly um their wins in the six nations like they're a side that never won any games um and that win against wales last year was superb that young that fullback was what a freak um yeah i think though i think they'll play like they'll have a crack um but i think if if the all blacks get into their systems and and just get into that physicality, man. That's mm. what it's all about, this World Cup, what I've seen across all the games. Mate, just we, that, that level of intensity.
0: We've got so many questions, probably the most ever have come through. I don't know if it's got anything to do with the game on Monday, but let's go through the questions. Or
1: seven. All seven questions. All right, let's
0: go. Um, question for Jeremy Paul. Does he think Australia are holding anything back? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I love a jab straight off. Um, well, I hope not. Um, oh, look, I had a chat with Joe Roth, um, the president of Rugby Australia, and sent through on our sort of old Brumbies chat that boys are hurting. And, um, yeah, look, we're in we're in a bit of a state at the moment. And I do feel for the players. Um, you know, it's not as though they don't go out and try. Um so yeah, it's it's a bit of a dark moment for mm. the Wallaby players, but hopefully we can we can take from this and they can learn from this. And and you just got to harness what you feel now and use that in your pre-seasons and, and when times get tough. So um, it's always it's always a learning experience, mate. Like when you when you go through something like this. So um, it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back.
0: Um, question from Jimmy. Um, says, why does Eddie go through go through so many assistant coaches? Can you imagine the All Blacks getting a new coach the week before going to the World Cup? He has been through quite a few staff in a short tenure.
1: Mate, he's notorious for that. Like, over the 20 years I've known him. Um, I, I explained it in this podcast I did with... Um, um the good, the bad and the rugby boys, Drew Mitchell. That is a great Adam.
0: podcast, mate. I gotta say. Yeah,
1: mate, they do well, don't they? yeah and, and uh and Mac Um yeah, it's funny, mate. It's it's hilarious. A lot of stuff was cut, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, um but look, he, he's incredibly intense, incredibly intense. And when Eddie's under pressure, um he tends to micromanage and everything comes down on his assistance so the micromanaging of of assistance where like we're talking incredible like high pressure intensity um and they're grown men right they're grown men they don't deserve to be treated um, and got to be trusted so um and that's where normally relationships break down so yeah, I've seen I've seen a few, mate. I've seen a few in my time.
0: Mikey G, for out of Christchurch, says for the great JP. Does do you, Jeremy Paul, still believe in Eddie Jones? Uh, players can lose form, and with all due respect, surely coaches can be past their use by date as well.
1: Oh, absolutely. That's what, mate. Look, that's why coaches will often change and go to other clubs, right? Um, because a change brings change, but uh, no, I back Eddie. Look, if there's there's one person who can get us out of this hole, um, let's not forget he inherited what he's been given. Mm. He did. I th- I do believe he did make a mistake um, in terms of his selections. He didn't have a plan B. He purely went and put all his eggs in one basket, um, which is pretty unusual for him. Um, but he obviously saw enough. Um, within the current players to, to back them um, and never saw this coming, which, yeah, which is really unusual for Eddie, mate, because like, he normally has 57 plans, right? Yeah. Um, and just when everything went to sort of crap in the Fijian game, he had no one to turn to. Um, and I think as all players and coaches, even – of his experience, maybe you'll learn from that. Like it's a constant learning thing, right? But no, I, I back him hundred percent.
0: Do you think? And I don't know that Eddie would ever say anything like this, but would it have been um, digestible for the? Rugby public in Australia, if they have framed what this World Cup was about, um, you'd have to be clever with your words. Say, look, we're building to 2027. When we're hosting, that's why we've got so many young players. We're going to throw the kitchen sink at us, but watch out for the next five years. And that would have made these results more palatable. Or does that just not happen?
1: Uh, no, look, it's it's an accumulation, right? Like of constant fails. So look, this is this is Eddie's ten. But look at the previous five. So I I think since 2006, since Eddie actually um, was famously sacked before the World Cup and John Connolly came in, we've seen John Connolly, Robbie Deans, Ewan McKenzie, um, we've seen Michael Checker, Dave Rennie, and all have been, look, there was some success, but. And still no blood is like, oh, it's like <laughs> within those within those tenders. So this has been look. It, you, you can't water it down to Wallaby fans because this has been going on for nearly two decades or well, two decades now, nearly two decades. So it, yeah, it was on a hiding to nothing, right? Like regardless, but it, it, we all know that it was picked for not only for the twenty twenty seven World Cup, but also for the British and Irish Lions tour in 2025, two very important financial situations for Rugby Australia to earn some coin. Because yeah. um, really the only way we're going to dig ourselves out of this is a, is a huge injection of, of capital. Um, and when you look at the selections and look what he picked, oh, look, he, you got to back him, right? Like, because he's seen enough, he, mate, he's seen thousands of rugby players, mm. thousands. And let's not forget, like, he's, in the Brumbies back in 1998, he wiped out a lot of old players, kept one or two of the players, like older play. Actually, no, wiped out all the really older players. Um, the older players, yes, we had George Grieg and Joe Roth, Stephen Larkin, but they were still really in their sort of mid mid sort of careers. Like, don't forget, Grieg's played for another 11 years, same with Stephen Larkham, right? So he's done this before same with England mate he came in with England wiped them wiped wiped out a lot of old players changed and this but unfortunately this formula didn't work for Australia like we just like he they were just too young like mm. far too and unfortunately they crashed
0: Question from Graham he's in Marlborough formerly in Northland mighty uh, Tony Farman Steph can you ask Jeremy please he's even said please which is great. Is there a pathway for Aussie coaches for example Stephen Larkham as they seem keen on Kiwi coaches from time to time and going back to the future which hasn't worked for them this time around?
1: Good question bro like well that's that's actually part of the pathway problem. Right, like so, here in Australia, we don't have an NPC or ITM Cup, whatever I think it's called. Um, So it's that it's that national presence to be able to go from club footy, from grassroots footy, into Super Rugby. Uh, We don't have a jump. We we've got a massive jump from amateur, like pure amateurs, to Super Rugby. And so I think the jump's too big. We've tried to implement a national. Um, rugby competition Um, but the product itself was having to be paid for by Rugby Australia so it was just costing too much and it fell down so we don't have that pathway for not only players but coaches Um, and I look I did my level four coaching so level four coaching in Australia means I'm qualified to coach the wallabies right (laughs) when I was getting into coaching and um because I was looking at going into professional coaching many years ago. And when I went through these courses, like particularly the level four coach, which makes you eligible to coach professional professional teams, mate, it was really poor. I actually went back and, and criticised the entire one year course. It was incredibly poor. We also in Australia don't have, like, why don't we have... A generalized skill set, like for example, everyone throws the same hookers, everyone passes the same. Why aren't we all scrummaging the same? Line out lifting, line out mauling the same. Why are we different between states? Mm. There are there are skill sets within rugby union that can be generalized and taught technically all the same. Like all the same. Like, and, and if you can then implement these skills at a younger age, we will see the development. And they can add lib into these skills, but you have a, a, a very ba- – if they have the foundations of the skill set, then we're teaching all the kids the same stuff. And then we have the coaches, right? Like, so it's – if you look at statistically, bro, like, so a kid at age five plays rugby up until he's 18 – so that's 13 years. He's potentially had 13 different coaches, yeah. teaching them 13 different ways. Like, like <laughs> and Eddie actually, Eddie actually said that he actually came out with a stat, which I said a decade ago. In Australia, with coaching, we tried to. to Coach how to play the game. So you'd be seeing coaches teach him to get around the corner. Huge emphasis on on the ruck and and pilfering the ball. It's not the ruck in the and and pilfering the ball. You take a step back. It's the player running into contact. Like they won't be able to touch or pilfer the ball if that player gets across the advantage line and gets into space. Right? Like we 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 as a nation in terms of our coaching have always tried to teach the game when we should be concentrating more at those younger ages on the skill set and the foundations of skill and so then they can develop the skill over a period of time and once they have this skill acquisition then we can look at teaching them how to play the game i'm, I'm talking more like in the teenage years so there, there's a massive overhaul when we look at the game itself and how we can implement these things on a national scale And that's always been the difficulty too here in Australia is because our state system, in terms of super rugby sides, they all have their own agendas. So if we're not all on the same page with respects to like rugby Australia, because we all hurt, right, when the Wallabies don't win. So how the states made this, we were arguing this crap back 20 years ago, bro. I was arguing this back when I was playing. Why aren't all the states on the same page? Like why aren't we all teaching the same stuff? Like very quick example, like scrummaging, for example, right? A loose head prop might have his have his feet um together like as in the same across the width with the Brumbies, right? Just shoulder width apart. The Reds might be teaching him with his left foot up. Western Force might be teaching him with his left foot back. So you've got here, you've got here three different situations of coaching coming into a, a wallaby side when this poor who said prop is now then being told, no, 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 you've got to have it actually outwards. You've got to spread your legs more. Does that make sense? Like We, we are coaching yeah. very fundamental area skill, um, skill sets within the game differently.
0: Mm. I know know the the, um, positional experts in the All Blacks would spend time with all the Super Rugby franchises and even last year I know Corey Flynn who was one of our better line-out throwers spent time with every hooker in every Super Rugby camp quite some time just on their throwing. Mike Cron who's the scrum guru would spend time with all of the Super Rugby um, forward packs and, I, yeah, you, you've sort of pointed out, I'm just wondering what the, high, the, the head of high performance of Australian rugby is doing. Well, we, don't we'll, yeah, oh. we don't have one. Yeah,
1: we don't have yet. So that that job's actually currently being advertised. Get now, into it, is, JP. I, nah, look, I've got a couple of good mates, like I used to play with, like a good mate that's actually going for it, which I know he'll make a huge difference. Because it's actually not just about that implementation, it's also getting all our stakeholders together, bro. Mm. So club rugby, there's a massive, like, massive massive like gap between club rugby and and rugby Australia in terms of the relationship the relationship is burnt Mm. so for me man I would be getting all the stakeholders because again this crazy statistic bro 87 percent of players currently playing super rugby come from New South Wales and Queensland (laughs) like come from our two premier competitions like the one in Brisbane and the one in Sydney So why we don't have a centralised system where we're just like a draft system, I get it, man, you guys might want to play for New South Wales or Queensland, but I'm sorry, but for the greater good of the game in terms of the Wallabies, we need to spread the talent. And then you have someone like the Reds, for example, right, who out of their 36 players that are currently in their super rugby squad, 34 of them have come through the system. Now, we know how poor the Reds are, have been this last couple of years um, with the talent that they've got. So you've got to look at the identification of talent too, like those critical roles of who are selecting from, sort of 18, 19 years of age, and then going into and putting all this money and time into developing these players. Are we not looking past the ages of 20? Mm. Like we're not looking at anyone past 20.
0: Right. So right. I look at that too. Rapid-fire questions because we're running out of time. I've tried to find the short questions, short answers. From Josh, how hard does Kevin Mialamu punch? It must have hurt. Real hard. (laughs) That's good. Jaw-breaking hard. (laughs) Uh, Question for Jeremy. Um, Who do you want to win the NRL grand final?
1: Oh, I've got to go Brisbane, bro. got to go Brisbane. I chose them at the start of the year.
0: Yes, okay. Okay. What is the worst or best speech you've had from a coach?
1: Oh, jeepers. Yeah, I thought about that. Um, Had a lot of sprays from Eddie. A lot of sprays. A lot of sprays. We actually, probably the one with David Nisafora because we didn't really get on very well. But we played the the Chiefs at the start of the year in a trial match and we played them in, um, where was this place? In New Zealand. It was in a motor, one of those race motorways. Like um, the field was in the middle of the track. Like you know, those ones where they just go around and around like those speed racing, like sort of oh yeah, they drift around the lap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they must yeah, have been yeah. in party been... Yeah, I think it was. I think it was in Palmy. Oh no, 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 no. It was it was we played the Chiefs. Oh. so I'm pretty sure. Partly, oh, anyway, I
0: don't know. anyway,
1: yeah. We lost fifty something nil in a trial match. Like it was a trial even the Chiefs. I remember speaking to Dion Muir later in the year, like After we beat him, he said, "Fuck, man, he said, man, bugger this, man." I thought, man, you know what, bro? I thought we were a chance this year. Like we beat you in the trial, and then you come out and smash us for thirty points. (laughs) And David Nissafora was actually in that change room. He went nuts at us. Went absolutely crazy. But none of us wanted to tackle that day because the ground was too hard, bro. We were Mm. getting... Oh,
0: oh, lost you. (laughs) What is that? Have we still got you? I feel like I can hear him. Can't hear him. Because I had one more. One more. One more. No, it dropped off. It dropped off. Anyway, we have to take a break. (laughs) The great Jeremy Paul. Uh, He'll be back next week.